Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is Josh Arnold. Mr. Money Talk with Judd Arnold, here to answer your questions on stocks, bonds, mutual funds. Uh, You should position your investment portfolio, including your IRA and 401k. Do have to give us a call, 952-925-5608. That's 952-925-5608. What an exhausting week, Judd. Just exhausting with a market up, down, sideways, up, down, sideways. Money moving from technology companies, which have been the long-term winners, to cyclicals and value, and then back to technology companies, and a little bit back to the reopening trade by the end of the week. Don't forget the election. The election is still going on. They're calling states. Well, we've got a major runoff. We got a double runoff in Georgia that would decide the Senate, except that Joe Manchin came out and said he's a Republican. Well, that would be a, that'd be a positive. So realistically, it's not, you know, realist realistically, as we have been saying, stasis in the government. Stasis is good. Stasis. They can't do anything good when there's stasis. But I always think about the bad stuff. I guess I'm 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 a pessimist. I'm a I'm a curmudgeon when it comes to the government. Well, that's that's okay. I I prefer prefer nothing over something. It's like I want I want a Seinfeld government. Well, that you're you're a little too young to be a curmudgeon, but if that's what you are, you can be you can be a curmudgeon all you want. But I would say the most well part of the interesting news was the announcement by Pfizer BioNTech of their uh, successful phase three trial with their vaccine. Successful? I mean, you're selling them short. It's 90% effective. The measles vaccine's 93. The flu's 50. We thought we were going to get a flu vaccine. We got the measles vaccine. This, even, thing, this even, thing's cured. Even better. And, and yet... And we've got Moderna coming. That's what everybody forget. Well, maybe people don't. We don't forget. The Moderna vaccine is going to happen. And and that that could have have the same effectiveness. Well, you what or, beyond the effect or efficacy? We got to use these big words. Okay. Beyond the efficacy, what we're really looking for with the Moderna vaccine, which Fauci has said, we got to trust science. Fauci has said it, so it's true. The the Moderna vaccine does not is not required to be stored ultra cold. So the Pfizer vaccine, they got to store at negative 70 degrees. We need this whole infrastructure to transport store because nobody negative 70. You know, that's that's like five degrees before, below where they cancel school in Minnesota. Negative 65, <laughs> you go uphill both ways. But negative, that's what they should do. They store the vaccine in northern Minnesota. It'll, it'll last forever. 
Well, there, there you go. You know those days when they hit the, uh, you know, it was so cold, the bananas freeze, and they use the bananas to nail in the boards. As if that's, <laughs> honey, it's really cold. I'm going to go hit, drive a nail into a piece of wood with a banana. I guess these are the things. But anyway, that's what you're looking for, which is Moderna. The difference between Moderna and Pfizer's is it doesn't need the ultra cold. And the advantage of having two versus one, which is huge, is huge, but it, and it should be obvious, which is dispersion. Because Trump came out on the White House lawn on Friday saying we're going to be fully distributed by April with the vaccine. So let's do a pro forma adjustment, just like when your wife or girlfriend, or at least in my life, I don't want to criticize anybody else's. And I'm not criticizing my past wives and girl, well, girlfriends. I've never been married. But, you know, honey, I'll be ready at seven. We all know that means 730. Trump saying in April, I'm penciling in late May. Okay. But it's going, it's, it is going to, going to happen. Certainly our base case of normal by the end of 2021 I feel comfortable moving that back a little bit. I'll say by next fall, we're going to be okay, which doesn't mean we're out of the woodwork yet. We're out, we're out of the woods, not the woodwork. What am I thinking here? Maybe I'm taking the bat. I was on, I was well, in the placebo group, but we had, as you mentioned, what threw the market for a loop, which you would think a vaccine and we should be off to the races. What threw the market for a loop was, it wasn't expected. The efficacy was so high at 90%. And you saw COVID winners. You're, and I'm looking at you, Peloton. I'm looking at you, Zoom, which is different than a company that wins during COVID that will win after, which is what we own a lot of. That's your Amazons and your Apples. But it's really hard to, to argue that Peloton's future will look as good as the COVID pandemic or Zoom's will. But we saw the COVID stocks really get torched, which led to selling in other stuff because of margin calls. We think there was a big margin call wave Monday and Tuesday, which really hammered tech. Value stocks rallied as they should. And well, we've talked talked we, that value we, stocks, if you have a vaccine, would, would rally. Although I was wrong. I said airlines would go up 100%. They only went up 25. Well, and the airlines, I still, as a place, still do not want to be. Don't want to be. Airlines. I still do not want to be in bank stocks. Uh, I still am not real excited about being in industrials. I'm still not in, excited well, about being in material stocks or commodity-related companies. I still like to stick in the companies that I know are going to have consistent earnings going forward, which still fits in with the mega stocks: Microsoft, Apple, Amazon. Google, um, taking a look at some well, let's of the talk, leisure, let's put leisure some, companies. Well, let's put some numbers on that. The NASDAQ index, last week we closed up 38.6%. The KRE, which is the bank index, was down 29. So let's do the quick math. 39 opposite 29. So we had nine. Oh, oh wow. I, I, that's 848. Holy cow. 68%, 68-point difference. We closed today with a gap of 20 of 50 so we made up 18 points but you're still underperforming banks for tech stocks you're still underperforming by 50 points and now you have the the joy if you so choose of buying bank stocks after you know when a vaccine is which is exactly why we haven't been in any of this stuff because we thought the reward even from a vaccine wasn't worth it 
and he, and I'll look at energy, another just complete disaster, down 52% for the year as of Friday. Yay, it's down 43% right now. So you can still, yeah, you missed 10 by not knowing that an early vaccine was going to come. Meanwhile, the stuff we focused on has clearly outperformed. Your model portfolio is still hanging, or proprietary portfolio. It's real money. we got to say it right. We, it's, it's still up 54%. 50 net, net after, net after, after fees. fees. Now, admittedly, the last few months, uh, the proprietary portfolio has been flat. Um, so we have not seen the growth that we had seen earlier. But that, to me, is still in this environment with all this volatility is still tremendous. Well, you're taking a little, you know, you can afford to take a little break when you're up north of 50% this year, 45, or no, sorry, 49 last year and over 255% on a five-year basis. I just look at this bank, even post a vaccine, I thought I'd be more excited about banks and energy companies after a vaccine mm -hmm. a little bit. I have no desire now. There are other things to buy and I have been adding in a few places that do benefit from the vaccine but it's not banks. I, healthcare, I think, is the definitive winner from the election and from a vaccine. Been adding to change healthcare was one of my bigger positions. Okay, when when you're talking about adding to healthcare, though, change change healthcare, which is a small company, it's still it's a ten billion dollar company. No, it's still it's no Apple. No, it's still considered you know a small mid -cap, to mid cap, small to mid sized company. It's you know there are not a lot of shares traded, so it becomes. It trades $30 million a day. I know you're used to the liquid stuff. It's, it's, I know it's, it's a less liquid company, than, so it makes it more difficult to buy and sell. All right. That said, Change Healthcare is not, is not a pharmaceutical company. No, it does healthcare IT. They process claims. They help with claims adjudication. They're, they are the backbone of basically the healthcare IT system. It's been undermanaged for years, and there's a little bit of a turnaround story there. But the vaccine coming out, COVID going away is good because the people buying this, buying their product really are just in a world. Of, they're in the vortex of COVID, these hospital administrators, and they can't focus on new IT stuff. Well, there, there, there it is. So we, well, it's a healthcare company. It's still within, we could say it's still within a broad technology. Well, I'm not going to buy a pill company. What, what, what are okay. you talking? You know, so we got to stay true. We like IT. That's a little bit different. Say, this is Josh Arnold, Mr. Money Talk with Judd Arnold here to answer your questions on stocks, bonds, mutual funds, how you should position your investment portfolio, including your 401k and IRA. Call us 952-925-5608. Earnings, 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 vaccine virus. Say, this is Josh Arnold, Mr. Money Talk with Judd Arnold, here to answer your questions on stocks, bonds, mutual funds, so you should position your investment portfolio, including your IRA and 401k. Call us, 952-925-5608. Let our expertise work for you. Yes, the market, broadly speaking, focused on stimulus. Hope that happens before the year is out. Eh. But we're getting the stimulus. As, it's not going to be before the end of the year. But that's that's still a matter matter of hope that it would uh, get get something. But certain people in Congress are still dawdling, dawdling and, on that. And, we should actually say it's hope and change. A little bit of satire, if you will. Well, we'll leave it at that. <laughs> Earnings. 
plenty of earnings uh, to, to talk about. Is there any company that isn't just crushing earnings at this point? Even the dogs. Cisco on Friday, which has been a Make-A-Wish Foundation stock, and that what I mean by that is a stock that has a pie-in-the-sky bull case that when you dig into the numbers, so Cisco for years has been saying, we're going to start growing at 3 to 5%. Quite unheroic, by the way. Very few stocks do really well that only grow 3 to 5%. They haven't been able to get that. Well, Cisco, finally, Cisco is the only stock of the, um, we'll say, the, the big old tech, Microsoft, Intel, Oracle, Cisco, that is still trading at less than half of its 2000 high. Well, its 2000 high was incredibly exaggerated. And even I remember the Barron's cover of should this company be worth over a trillion dollars? The answer is no. And I, I'll remember there's an interview with Buffett that's really interesting way back in the 70s. And he made a comment about, well, maybe the market is discounting the future or maybe it's correcting a past wrong. And certainly in Cisco's case, you could say a little bit of both. They do have WebEx, which you talk about missing the ball. You are the only video conferencing solution in the market. Yep. And you let Zoom be invented. And you see the interview with the CEO. And I've met the, the CEO and the CFO multiple times over the last few years in my prior life. At I was the hedge fund guy at a mutual fund company. And you meet these guys. They got all this stuff. They talk this big game. And, and he, they just don't execute. And with WebEx, it's a perfect example. They were talking today. Oh, it's or this Friday. We're, the, we're more high depth. Zoom isn't high depth. And you want to be in HD. There's going to be an HD screen. No one cares, man. That's your selling thing. Oh, our security features are really good. Yeah, I thought that mattered. Everyone's over it. There's people. Okay. No one. They, they missed the boat. Okay, so we're not going to. I, so I just. Your, I, your, I struggle point, your point here is that Cisco. Uh, even even Cisco beat beat the number. Even Cisco beat and, well, and they were rewarded. Their stock price did did go back up. My point is, um, big deal. Not a place that I want to. It's very hard. Money. And the reason why we harp on it, they're trying to make the transition to software. It is still very legacy hardware, which is a capex business, a spending business, which means you're you are very leveraged small and medium sized businesses. You don't work well. In a world like that, well, you don't work well pre-pandemic. Uh, very, yeah, very. How many, how many routers are you going to need, uh, and how often are you going to update those? Yeah, right now. I, I but, swear. but the the point the point being, and I, I don't want to, you know, the point is that yeah. which is earnings have been fantastic, and that has been one of the tailwinds for this market. The secondary ones now, we have political certainty. Check that box. Yes. And political certainty being stasis. The outstanding question, as you mentioned, is when are we going to get stimulus? And I think the market is pricing in January, February. Let's call it one point seven trillion. And it just depends on how, how big that stimulus is, is going to be. Yes. And where it goes. We now have a vaccine and it's in the efficacy of the vaccine at 90 percent was miles in front of where we thought we were going to be. We thought we were going to have a flu vaccine, which is 50% effective, and COVID was going to linger. I mean, 90% effective. And it's five, you wanted Pfizer to win because Pfizer, best distribution, best manufacturing capability. You mm -hmm. didn't want a no-name company 
to win the race. They won the race. Great. We're going to have a second vaccine that isn't need that doesn't need to be stored ultra cold, which means the investable universe. And we've talked about the table, how we divide the table. We got one corner can make money during the pandemic and after. And we got most of the table needs needs the vaccine. But we still look at this world and we're like, you know, we got the second the second wave is bad. Schools are closing, which mm-hmm. means stress in, in a lot of households is going to go up. Well, it, one of the things that um, has been talked about is locking down the economy for four to six weeks. Uh, indeed, <laughs> um, indeed, uh, one of several of uh, uh, just we'll say one one of uh, Biden's advisors, who's an advisor uh, in the state of Minnesota, had been on. <clears throat> Um, made made the rounds of the morning talk shows about shutting down the economy for four to six weeks nationally, and you know to to bring the cases to a more manageable level. But this wouldn't hurt the economy, provided that all those people who were affected would get money from the money from the government, and that once that happened that the economy would uh, take off even before the lockdown ended. We're not having another shutdown. I think it's and, so unlikely. And and on Friday, uh, others within the um, uh, Biden advisory, COVID advisory, uh, shot, shot that one down, said that there's no need to shut the economy down. We need a more targeted or more nuanced approach that lets the states uh, continue to decide what what to do. So what we're doing right now, but with just a different person saying it. Correct. Yeah. All right. Politics is a beautiful thing. And this seems to have been going over better. And the uh, individual who, who called for a, a shutdown walked back his uh, his statement. You know, there was an Israeli statesman, famous one, British educated, Abba Iban. Right. Who, who got like the triple top. At Oxford, he was the valedictorian, the homecoming king, and like, er, what brilliant guy. And he, he, he was asked about, well, very quotable across the board. He always said, men and nations will act rationally when they've exhausted all other options. <laughs> and which isn't to say that a vaccine wouldn't, or sorry, a lockdown wouldn't reduce COVID spread and deaths. That's not what we're saying. And I don't, I, it, it's just that the probability of it happening is low. And I think it's zero because you're enforcing it's going to be impossible. Um, and obviously shutting down, you know, does help there. There's other effects, obviously, with mental health and other other stuff. So I, I think a shutdown is unlikely. I agree with you. And I think the market's just powering through that. OK, we've got a bad set. I mean, it is a terrible second wave. We've talked about it for weeks now. Europe mm-hmm. is forget about it, um, which is why we don't like oil, which is why we don't like most industrials. I mean, it's going to be bad for the next six months. Well, having said that, um, there are two two com- uh, two uh, major brokerage firms, UBS. They see because of the virus or for the vaccine, they they see the virus cases near zero within six months, um, and their biggest concern uh, is that the stimulus is not going to be big enough. I mean, the vaccine does hurt the political calculus for stimulus because the I don't like saying conservative Republican just doesn't capture them. And that's that's why I'm I'm stumbling there. The portion, the members of the Republican caucus who are 
overt deficit hawks, and I say that a little okay. bit tongue in cheek because nobody's really a deficit hawk at the end of the day. I think they were they will be even more empowered, more loath to move forward on a large stimulus in the face of a vaccine. So I, I, I think two trillion for sure is off the table, and maybe we come in one four one five. I still you're getting something. How can you not? Well, I think that 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 is necessary. And then we had here's here's somebody else. Goldman Sachs is seeing a forty three hundred on the S and P by the end of. 2021. I think that's low. And we talked about the availability of the of the vaccine. I think that's low. And so JP Morgan pre-election said Trump wins since the S&P 500 to 3900. Uh, we closed. Where, where are we? 37 now? We're 3400 pre-election. We're, we're at 3585. 30, all right. So 3600. And I, I think the political our takeaway is the combination of Biden winning and the Republicans reducing the House majority and holding the Senate was a better outcome for the market. And I'm not making a political statement for the market than Trump winning. Ergo, I think it's higher than 4,000. And I, I just think you're going to be in a really good spot. There's upside. That being said, we don't buy the market, which is a whole. We are, we are very, very focused on a select group of companies and sectors. This is Josh Arnold, Mr. Money Talk with Judd Arnold here to answer your questions on stocks, bonds, mutual funds, how you should position your investment portfolio, including your 401k and IRA. Call us 952-925-5608. Let our expertise work for you. Josh Arnold, Mr. Money Talk with Judd Arnold. Here to answer your questions on stocks, bonds, mutual funds, how you should position your retirement portfolio. Give us a call, 952-925-5608. Earnings. Plenty of good good earnings this week. And the market responded positively. <laughs> I love and that I, you lead with earnings. I like that. We got an election. We got a vaccine. We got a huge rotation. I, I still like to talk about earnings because earnings because earnings have been universally good. And I think that I, I and, agree in earnings. I'm just commenting and, on the order of where, okay. you, where well, you're going. I've, I've talked enough about <laughs> I've talked enough. I, about I got the stimulus. You're exhausted, enough, you're exhausted from the election. You're exhausted from the vaccine. You're exhausted from everything. Can we just go back to me being a stock guy saying they earned a little bit more and I'm buying the stock and we're buying stock. I mean, I, I look and uh and on a different uh, pro program, I talked about the things that are moving the market, the stimulus, which is going going to be happening at some some point. Uh, earnings, waiting for Godot there. Yeah, and more earnings, and dealing dealing with the vaccine and the and the virus. Okay, well, the earnings on Friday too happened to to hit me because they're somewhat sports related. Disney posted a lower loss than expected, higher revenue. They cut their uh, January dividend, but said that it would come come back. And they said that they had 73 million uh, Disney's, Disney Plus subscribers in the stock moved. We up. might have a law in a few years that if you that you are a bad parent, if you don't get Disney Plus. No. That 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 might be in your house. I don't have Disney Plus. Might be in your house. You've you've got a young daughter. I do. 
Okay. And she runs around. She runs around. Well, tell hey. you what we're not buying. Let, let, let's well, do, I was let, just talking. Okay. Let's have what we're not buying. Because Bonds actually, I think, got worse this week. And that's saying something. Yeah, Bond, Bonds lost money again on a continual basis. I, but my hate increased. I mean, I had, I had a uh, client call me up uh, and talk to me that uh, her, her sister wanted to put more money in bonds from an inheritance because they would be safe. And I said, are you kidding me? I don't want to your call upside your... is 80 basis points a year. You're no, down... I, just, I just called it stupid. You're de- I mean, you can use a lot. You can use several four letter words to describe it. Then let's let's unpack this for a moment. OK, either Bill Ackman is right because Bill Ackman put back on his bond short. OK, and Bill Ackman is betting that the second wave is going to decimate the economy, which it will, especially in Europe and in Japan. There, which is a big part of global market cap. They are in a world of hurt. And it doesn't matter that we have a vaccine because the vaccine is not going to be fully diffused until April, May, June. And a lot of a lot of businesses are not going to make it that far. And so if Ackman is correct and it is a hedge for him, the bond market X treasury. So everything that isn't a treasury is going to get torched. OK. Or the vaccine's effective. The stimulus happens. Rates go up. And then you lose money on bonds because rates went up. Okay, so it's a lose-lose situation. I, I mean, it, it, it's like the apocalypse or Venezuela, which is an apocalypse, or why you know places that are profligate um, monetary po- and fiscal policies. It's just a lose-lose. I, and what are you playing for? You're going down a double black diamond to win a cookie. I want to go down a green circle and get a gold medal. And let's unpack that. The, your upside with bonds, the best thing that can happen if you buy a 10-year treasury is rates go negative. If rates go down 2%, so go to negative, uh, what is that, one, negative 180? Right. You make eight points. Okay. So, so you make an 8% return. Then you got to sell. And you're going to get less back. And you're going to get less back. And you got to, so after taxes, you kind of net 104, 105. Okay. Not a, and not a and by the way, 10 years. Right. And by the way, if rates go to negative almost 2% in the United States, query what the rest of, yeah, query what the rest of your portfolio looks like at that point in time. But, but 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 be satisfied because you picked up 5% after tax on your bond portfolio. So that's what that's that's your bull scenario is your bonds make a little make 5% after tax, mm-hmm. but the rest of your portfolio gets torched. On the other side, rates go up meaning your bond price has to go down so that its implied yield can go up. Rates up, bond prices down, so you lose a lot of money. That same eight points the other way punishes you. Okay. There's no there there. It's not a safety asset. Bonds have underperformed it in the last several sell-offs, including the COVID sell-off, because they are in total no-man's land. These 60-40 portfolios, 60% equities, 40% bonds, that a lot of people adhere and ascribe to is dead. You can Google on your phone or your desktop if you still have a desktop. Death of 6040 Goldman Sachs. Death of 6040 JP Morgan. Death of 6040 Morgan Stanley. They all or death of 6040 Bridgewater. Ray Dalio, smartest guy out there in the macro space talks. He said, I don't know what bonds do. They don't protect you on the downside and they have no total return. So and why why buy in, why buy bonds if you're looking for safety? And one of the things that we have talked about for the portion of your portfolio is keeping up to thirty percent in cash. Now, 
cash does earn a little bit of money. It's safe. It's not going to go up and down. And it's available uh, to, to buy risk assets. To buy risk assets when the risk assets become a little more volatile. And boy, can you be paid. I mean, we, we talked through with new clients. Say you put 20%, 20, 30% of your portfolio in cash, as you like to. Um, mm-hmm. And I typically do, though. I am very invested in my hedge fund S portfolio right now. Um, you only you can wait for perfect over a four-year basis. Mm-hmm. Wait for absolute perfect. Make a 20% return, which if you're waiting for perfect, you can do. And you're going to crush the return on bonds. And the whole time, you never had risk. Correct. That it, it, the bar is so low, and we look at our cash both as a, as a piece of security in the portfolio as well as a call option on future opportunities. And boy, if you do that in bonds, here's the problem: corporate bond investment grade rated corporate bonds down twenty percent during COVID. How would you like to sell your safety asset down twenty? I wouldn't like that, but you know somebody could always say, "Look at the yield that I got." The yield, yeah, yeah. And the, I've, always, I've always, I've uh, always said, and have learned on a continual basis: the higher the yield, the lower the appreciation potential. Yes, and the other piece is again, situations change. In the year two thousand, when the ten-year Treasury was five and change, and corporates investment grades, you could get seven to eight percent and change. Now we're talking; you're actually earning total return. But guess what? Rates have gone effectively to zero. The mm-hmm. same thing is not true. So what worked yesterday does not always work tomorrow, as society shouldn't. There's a thing called the Red Queen hypothesis. You can Google that. It's really not. It's all intuitive. You have to keep striving to get better because the world moves away from you. But let's come back from Alice in, Fairy, you know, Alice Alice in Wonderland. Wonderland. Although there you go. The person who came up with the Red Queen hypothesis read that, but is a scientist. But I like I, I do like that. But anyway, bonds stay away. Just, no, just, just I, I like our asset allocation um, of keeping up to 30% in cash, 30 to 60% in value-oriented companies, and the balance used for uh, growth and shorter-term trading. I'll tell you, you know, look, you sit here, up, you're up 54 net for the year, net of fees for the year, up over 255% on a five-year basis. Now, I, I thought Thursday I was so giddy. The market's selling off on second wave. And I, I just said, are we going to get this gift where we get to buy all these stocks that need a vaccine at pandemic levels again? And then it reversed on Friday. But <laughs> I, um, I still think we could get that trade. And I do. I am shifting a little bit. There are I, I did dip my toe in. I am buying or I'd say enlarging a few of my healthcare IT positions. I think healthcare is the big winner. Impacted by the vaccine. But you're focusing, when you talk about healthcare, you're not talking about pharmaceuticals. No. You're not talking about biotech. No. You're talking about. Um, talking about healthcare facilities, healthcare services, and healthcare IT. Okay. So, because we also. Right. What, but I'm also in a lot of healthcare services too. Okay. Um, those were winners because Medicare for All is off the table. But the market's going to give you, and the, the beauty of this week, just highlighted, we've talked about all year with clients, big dislocating events like COVID lead to opportunities for years. We keep hearing from people, oh, I missed it. This no. market remains so inefficient 
And it's just like late 09, early 2010. I am, man, I'm giddy. We've got a lot of returns. Plenty, plenty of places to go. This is Josh Arnold, Mr. Money Talk with Judd Arnold, here to answer your questions on stocks, bonds, mutual funds, how you should position your retirement portfolio. Give us a call, 952-925-5608. Let our expertise work for you. This is Josh Arnold, Mr. Money Talk with Judd Arnold. Here to answer your questions on stocks, bonds, mutual funds, how you should position your retirement portfolio. Give us a call, 952-925-5608. I can see, Judd, that you are very, very excited about what's been going going on. And having, well, I, I still have cash. You because you're I run a I run a I run a hedge fund. I, and, it, it's, and you do use um, I, I use say margin I or use leverage. That, I use, use leverage, leverage on, on your portfolio. And even at how you're positioned, you're very excited. Uh, you know, going going forward, even with even in the face of uh, increased COVID cases. Do you want to explain? We got the election solved. It's better for the market than Trump winning. And I don't mean it. I always have to make the caveat. I'm not talking about if you're a Trump supporter or a Biden supporter, your person winning. I'm just talking about the market. The market was going to go higher if Trump won versus Biden. Just, How about this? We're neither red or blue. We're green. Amen. Amen okay. to that. Um, we got a bet. We got the best outcome imaginable from this election, which is a repudiation of the extreme left, which allows Biden to tack back right. A split government with Republicans in control of the Senate, irrespective of Georgia. People are now remembering Joe Manchin's name after this week. I've been screaming Joe Manchin for a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, who's the West West Virginia fake Democrat? I, I will call him that. Okay. <laughs> um, the House of Representatives, the majority is down to nine, and empirically, the president's party typically loses 15 to 30 seats in the midterm. So the Republicans are a statistical likelihood to take the House. So we have four years of divided government. Wow, that's amazing. We're going to get a stimulus. Correct. We we just got a vaccine and that vaccine's more effective than we thought. We thought we were going to have a flu vaccine, which is 50 percent effective. We got the measles. 90% 90% effective, which means this COVID thing's over once this thing gets distributed. Now, we do have a problem with the vaccine because you need to be negative 70 degrees to distribute it. That's only that's only for the Pfizer vaccine. And if Moderna's vaccine comes comes out, that as you don't need it as cold and it's more easily uh, distributed. You also have um, AstraZeneca and Johnson & Johnson yes. uh, coming uh, shortly. Yes. And this is what I would say. This is blackjack, single deck, late in the shoe, as opposed to roulette. What I mean is roulette, every spin of the wheel is an independent trial. Mm-hmm. Blackjack, late in the shoe, you get to see prior cards, and that changes the probability of the future. The knowledge that Pfizer cracked the code and has a 90% effective vaccine changes the probability of every other buddy else getting there because you know somebody else got there. Correct. That's what's so amazing. From a market perspective, I realize, look, a lot of people are going to unfortunately pass, leave us uh, during the second wave. It is unbelievably horrible. It is out of control across the developed and undeveloped world. 
from our perspective, we have been invested in companies that are incredibly durable. They can make money during the pandemic and after. Mm-hmm. We now can venture a little bit further out to those companies that need a vaccine because they just got one. Right. And that will survive the second wave. I think some of the best investments prospectively are those companies. And what's nice is the second, I hate saying nice because it's, I, I do want to be incredible and we are respectful of the human toll of this thing. From a market perspective, the second wave mm-hmm. is a wet blanket on the market that does limit a lot of the stocks, which is most stocks that need a vaccine to appreciate. Okay. The vaccine's not going to be fully diffused until probably May or June. We have a lot of time until then, and weaker hands are not going to make it. And some of those weaker hands are going to have to issue more equity, more debt, diluting the shareholder. And so you need to be selective and careful. But as I look at it, wow, you took your uncertainty went way down. And so a lot of things that I wanted to buy, I look at it and I'm just, I'm antsy. Um, I also, look, I I had a big win this week. I, I was massively short, my biggest short position. I go long and short my portfolio. My biggest short position, it's always, it, it feels so much better to make money on a short than a long. Okay. I, so I just like making money on, on my longs. And that's- so MultiPlan, ticker MPLN, which was a SPAC, and I have, you know, we've talked a lot about these special purpose acquisition companies. They are very, they are a high degree of deviation. Some are good, some are bad. It, more than, you know, it's like 10 boxes of chocolates for Forrest Gumps. You don't know what you're going to get. The market doesn't either. A lot of inefficiency and a lot of money to be made. This was the biggest SPAC deal when it was announced. Second biggest now because a bit a bigger one. Uh, $11 billion transaction. They did the deal at $10 a share. It bounced off six this week, a month after the deal closed. The, uh, that's not, not real good. A complete failure of due diligence by the SPAC sponsor, okay. who is... By the way, a pretty big deal. This is a former banker who advised Warren Buffett, who Buffett actually did speak highly of, who's done prior SPACs before. But this just goes to show you that even the brightest people can make unbelievably horrific mistakes. I believe the stock, I, I remain short the, short the stock. It's It closed, I think it's 660 this week. Um, I think it's worth three. Okay. They. This is a company They that a financial sponsor, four successive financial sponsors have bought it over the last 10 years. Last financial spot of the bottom of 2016 paid 10 times EBITDA. This guy, this SPAC buys this thing out for 15 and a half times. So mm-hmm. 50% premium, levers it 5.6 times. If not, you, not a good- Not, not a, a good, good not a good place to go. While revenue has declined every year since 2017, and they sold this thing as, oh, revenue is growing. It was all just a mirage. Yeah, came home to, came home to roost. Oh, well, I can talk about a, a SPAC that converted and won, even though it's down from its high, was DraftKings. And DraftKings reported better than expected uh, earnings, uh, better than expected revenue, raised their guidance going forward. Uh, and yes, they are spending money Can we to, acquire, to acquire more, more people. Could you say that I, I thought the biggest thing, which was an echo of another state of, of Caesar CEO, and we think Caesar CEO is the best guy in gaming, who's also big in online. DraftKings, they said we're in the first inning of online gaming, which we would agree with. Right. Uh, Caesar said we're not even in the first inning. <laughs> so, well, but, I happen to like, you know, I happen to like three of those companies. 
that are involved in on in online gaming. Well, yeah, you're so excited. You're coughing. Look at, look at we need a we don't have a cough button on the online. Right. But, but why we're let's let's unpack this a little bit. The online why it's proliferating is states. Three new states approved casino gaming and online gaming during the last election in the referendum. Correct. More states will approve because it's tax dollars. Existing states that have gaming will expand to online because of tax dollars. Mm-hmm. To win it online, you need scale because it's an advertising game. It's very similar to alcohol. Most alcohol companies spend about 30% of revenues on advertising. Correct. Because the products are perfect substitutes. Mm-hmm. If, you, if we blindfold anybody, I, I promise, myself included, you won't know which vodka is the expensive or not expensive one. It's all branding. <laughs> Well, you know, you'll know what the garbage is. I shouldn't say <laughs> within a certain realm, you won't know. Online gaming, it is exact. You need you need advertising. The other thing you need is scale because DraftKings and FanDuel have the daily fantasy stuff, right? And it's like a lottery ticket. So the more people on the site, it induces other people. Who, oh, on DraftKings they have a daily fantasy. I can win two million dollars for a ten million dollar investment on site XYZ for the same ten dollar investment. I can only make twenty thousand. Well, where am I going to go? So. The biggest guys are going to expand, and they're really just going to expand expand out. It's a low capital, it, low capital intensity business. DraftKings is in pole position, should do well. Caesars is going to do incredibly well. Penn will do incredibly well. A lot of runway there. Well, and then if I can look out and say, okay, who else is going to benefit from this virus? Well, then I can look at some of the Chinese-related uh, companies like Las Vegas Sands. Say, this is Josh Arnold, Mr. Money Talk with Judd Arnold. That's Judd Arnold, Josh Arnold, 952-925-5608. Let our expertise work for you. Happy to talk to you. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.